I'm Dr. Gene Hansen. For more than 25 years, I've been answering your financial questions on Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. This is Money Talks, providing honest, straightforward answers to your financial questions. This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired Saturday, October 5th, 2019. Economic health of this nation has been four essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline in the dollar is It's a late rally on Wall Street. Too big to fail. Growing the economy. Growing the economy. It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Money Talk. Money Talk. Good morning. What up, fam? You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most-respected money show on the radio. I'm Troy Harmon, here today with, uh, how about that, I let the music run all the way to the end, and it sounds like a nuclear explosion, don't it? Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> yeah it's pretty awesome. Out right? there. Yeah, I usually fade it, but uh, this time, <laughs> you know, just let it rip. Um, Switch it up a little bit, yeah. I'm here today with Peter Lynch and uh, Jarrett the man, McKenzie. Oh, okay. You got the, Good morning. the nickname. I like it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, not really. Not the These man. Guys. Plenty of men around here. Oh, is that, is that it? <laughs> well, uh, okay. Glad to be back, though. Yeah. Uh, these guys are both financial planners in our uh, planning and implementation department. Um, I know, Jarrett, you hold the CFP designation as well as the CWS. Yes, sir. Am I missing anything? Just, no, uh, it's all the alphabet soup. Yeah, so uh, CFP, Certified Financial Planner, and you are a certificate. You can't call yourself That's right. the noun. Exactly. Yeah, the, all these folks, I mean. They, they even they test make that it. on the board exam. Yeah. Just so, yeah, they, yeah, they make sure you know how to how to use it properly. There you go. That's yeah, right. it's, it that's is. pretty common mm-hmm. these days. Um, and uh, the CWS is a certified. Wealth strategist. Wealth strategist. That's right. There we go. Very similar, but. Some small differences, we'll save for another another, another show. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Either way, it uh, it lets the world know that you know how to create and implement a financial plan for individuals, right? That is the hope. Yeah. There you yeah. go. And Peter, you do the same thing, right? I you, do. Uh, aren't so certified, but you uh, still been around the business for a long time. A right? long, long time. Yeah. Close to thirty years. Close mm-hmm. to thirty years. Holy cow. I th- yep. I took you for about 28 years old. You're, you're <laughs> older <laughs> than that. Yeah. Wow. All uh, right. And kids, they'll keep you young, you know. That's is, right. Is that the way it works? <laughs> I, I had kids uh, somewhat late in life, and uh, they don't seem to be keeping me no. young at all. Uh, they do at first, and then you wake up one day, and you got a full head of gray hair, which is why I shave mine. Oh, yeah. You so know, so you uh, that way it's just less noticeable. I see. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the reason I shaved my chin. Um, but, I mean, you know, maybe I should. I've seen the mirror. Yeah. I, you know, my hair is gray as well. Yeah. But uh, my gotta chin. Got to go with what the wife likes, Troy. You know uh, oh, this. is that it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Keep them happy. All right. Well, um, I guess we all have our uh, burdens to bear, right? <laughs> that's right. All right. Uh, so, this week we... Uh, had a market that lost uh, down 2.85%, um, up to uh, about 17% year-to-date. Yeah. Uh, we've been as high as over 20% year-to-date. I think 21 or thereabouts. Yeah, pretty close, or, yeah. You know, so um, if you look at the one year, we're relatively flat, 0.88% since uh, this time in 2018. Uh, if you you look a little more granularly, um, 
year-to-date real estate, the big winner, 28.37%. Uh, information technology, which has been toward the top for several years now, 27.89%. Utilities, 23.72%. How in the world do we get <laughs> such a mix of companies or, or sectors at the very top? Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, you don't usually see such a close spread between those two sectors. No, you see uh, real estate, utilities, and consumer staples usually do well when markets are in flux or, you know, you see a lot of volatility. Uh, the fourth best is consumer staples, up 21.2%, but having information technology, uh, you know, generally a lot more sensitive to the business cycle, um, in in second place behind real estate. This is just a different. Uh, yeah, this is a wacky I was, thing. I've it's been surprised by healthcare. I would have. I mean, just especially given how crazy the pricing has become in that sector in general. I, you'd think that three, not even three and a half percent uh, on the years, just seems a little surprising. Is all. I mean, if you if you would have shown me all these other sectors being up double digits, with the exception of energy, and said healthcare was only going to be up three percent, I would have probably not believed you. Yeah. You know, a year ago, but. Hey. Speaking of energy, it's in the basement. It's up, but it's only up 1%. Mm -hmm. uh, while, like I said, the rest of the world's up 17+. plus. Uh, healthcare, 3.37. What's going on in healthcare is, is honestly, this is about politics. Mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. it's seldom you see this impact so heavily, but, uh, it, you know, profit margins are under scrutiny by, uh, yeah. by people who can regulate profit margins away. Uh, especially in in uh, a healthcare sense. Now, you know, I'll be the first to tell you. I complain all the time about the inflation in healthcare, and uh, mm -hmm. how much prices have gone up and all that. But I do believe that uh, if you you have to strike a, a pretty delicate balance because uh, the more you see the government step in and say, okay, you can't make this much profit, what you wind up doing is ruining an, an industry and the potential growth you you make these companies spend less on the research and development mm -hmm. uh, i think we all um, appreciate the benefits of of technological advances in healthcare. but uh you know if you're if you're not real careful you can create a mess stifling capitalism yeah too many unknowns mm -hmm. uh, right which is a good point peter because i think that's probably got a lot to do with this too you know when when Next year being an election year, and we're not knowing what the new administration is going to look like, and I mean, because there there's a couple of scenarios where that sector in particular could look vastly different. Sure. I don't I don't mm -hmm. think that's likely to happen, but there's a possibility, of course, and with that being a possibility and that just leading to more uncertainty, no doubt that's also contributing here somewhat, at least to uh, what investors expect from these companies because they just don't know. You know, where do we go from here? There's, yeah, there's a lot right. of companies that should be trading at much higher values than they are currently, and for no good reason. could name a few, but I just don't, I can't understand it. And I think that the politics conversation, as you mentioned a second sure. ago, Troy, is going to lead into our, our situation case today that we'll talk about. But, you know, that does have a lot to do with some of what we're seeing, especially in, in that sector, I think. Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that I've talked about quite a bit lately is uh, the fact that we have seen some cracks in our economic growth um, picture, and uh, one of the one of the um, best indicators we've had as far as uh, continued economic growth has been uh, consumer sentiment. Now, uh, consumer sentiment we got. Um, 
from the University of Michigan. We get this twice a month and uh, received it last week. In the final uh, reading for September, we saw uh, a rise to 93.2 from the August number of 89.8. So, uh, you know, better than expected, better than previous. Um, when you look, we still have that big uh, separation between the current situation and the uh, the expectations among consumers uh, but that has definitely got to be some positive news uh, coming out from for uh, our economy last week uh, we also saw personal income which was up 0.4 percent and this feeds a lot into that consumer sentiment um, you know I've talked about it a good bit you see inflation Inflation. Inflation. Say that? Inflation. <laughs> uh, at about 1.7, according to uh, Consumer Price Index. Um, <clears throat> but you see uh, personal income rising faster than that on an annualized basis. So uh, consumers are feeling more wealthy. Uh, they're also saving a little more money, which you know can be contra to economic growth if you save too much money. Um, mm -hmm. I, you know, we're in kind of the savings business, so it's hard for us to, to chastise a consumer who, uh, who doesn't want to consume as much, wants to save. Right. Um, but, uh, when you, when you look at the numbers, still the consumer is the, is the, the strong point and unemployment's really low. Everybody's got a job. They're making more money than inflation, uh, or at least their wages are growing faster than inflation. So, you know, here, here we go. This Sounds is, great. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's what um, it's what we know, want. It's what an economy based on consumption definitely needs. Mm -hmm. So uh, as long as that situation stays intact, I think we're going to be okay. Uh, one of the big negatives that we did see this week: ISM Manufacturing Index um, in August uh, it dropped from in in August it was it was delivered at forty nine point one. Uh, 47.8 in September. 47 is obviously below 50. 50 is the point of demarcation that determines whether or not we have expansion or contraction. So a slight uh, listen to me. I cannot talk. <laughs> a slight contraction in uh, manufacturing, uh, which we believe has been impacted to some degree on our uh, on our by our trade war that we're having with China. Sure. Um, but it it usually is um, highly correlated to economic growth. So, uh, you know, it's the reason that people get a little bit nervous over some of those things. Uh, we also got mortgage applications out. They rose 8.1% uh, the overall um, numbers um, over the week of September 27th. This is a, a very frequent, a weekly uh, report. So, you know, it can be noisy at times. Um but it looks like the 30-year mortgage uh, ticked down three basis points from 402 to 399. Um, you know, low interest rates almost always drive this. Uh, when we come back, we are going to talk about a dog of the week, and we'll get into a situation as Jarrett just teased. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. We'll be right back. Did you know that nearly 11% of residents and 12% of children in Cobb County live below the poverty line? That's thousands of families doing without. 
which is especially sad during the holidays. The Center for Family Resources has been bringing the community together to collect food items for low-income families in Cobb County for over 30 years. Through our Thanks for Giving program, we provide holiday food boxes during the Thanksgiving break filled with ingredients for families to cook their own traditional holiday meal. Plus, since Thanksgiving week can put an extra strain on a family's food budget while children are home from school, we provide extras like breakfast foods, pasta, and peanut butter for those added meals. How can you help? Go to the CFR.org to volunteer, raise money, or start a drive through your business, church, neighborhood, or civic organization or school. That's the CFR.org, and thanks for giving. You This is the dog. The dog of the week. All right, we got a dog this week. Uh, this is pretty much any evidence you ever needed that uh, Russia is still a third world country. Uh, this comes off the AFP wire. We've got a serious lawsuit on our hands. A man has sued Apple for turning him gay. Sounds like that will probably get thrown out. Well, I, I, we're talking about Russia, and uh, yeah, that's true. You know, as makes... much as I as much as I hate to say it, they passed a law while, you know, back in two thir- thousand thirteen, that uh, basically banned the promotion of non traditional lifestyles to minors. Uh, basically, it in effect outlawed LGBT activism. But the the case at hand here is um, a man. Ordered, uh, and and Peter, I know you're a fan of these cryptocurrencies. He ordered mm-hmm. some Bitcoin. He wanted to buy Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of delivering to him Bitcoin, they delivered gay coin, which I hadn't a clue there was even such an animal. That's real. Uh, wow. Supposedly. Gay coin. I didn't uh, and and it says uh, there there was a note on it saying, "Don't judge until you try." All of it seems almost tongue-in-cheek. So this is his lawsuit. He says, since they said that, I thought, in truth, how can I judge something without trying it? So he wound up with a boyfriend, and now he's ashamed to tell his parents about his relationship. And so he decided to have a lawsuit. If you're ashamed to tell your parents, is having a publicly... Highlighted well, lawsuit, the way to go about this. Yeah. Can you can you really sue someone or be compensated? Expect to be compensated for your sexual preference? I mean, that's. Uh, uh, and, I don't understand and the basis. He's making out like this was not his preference. He was turned. It was. Right. Be, it became his preference because Apple sent him something. Sure. That he didn't order. Well, I'm not saying it is a choice. Maybe it's not. I, I don't know for sure. Obviously, but I, I think that it's something that. You can't blame on a company. That, that's, there's not a whole lot of ground there that uh, is going to... You, you and I think similarly. Yeah. You know, there's that, how in the world can you even, in a, with a straight face, bring this lawsuit? But like you said, this it is, is Russia, I guess. This is a, a real lawsuit. And they may settle. Yeah, who knows? I'm glad, well, I, glad I use Android. Before you go... <laughs> before... <laughs> before uh, well, well played there, We Peter. do recommend to our clients to buy Apple. <laughs> right. Uh, and before you go selling your Apple stock, by the way, uh, he's asked for 1 million rubles. And how much is that in uh, U.S. currency? $15,000. I bet they'll settle. 
Uh, well, I don't know that. Well, not, I guess you would have to see. This is worst case scenario. Uh, how much is this going to impact your earnings per share? Not. Yeah. At all. Yeah. So. And yeah, I mean, if they if they did, they did, they wouldn't want to set the precedent. I'm sure because yeah, then true. everybody'd be trying to. Right. Yeah, to, make it their fault that yeah. you know they I you know yeah. technology might have influence over the way that we live our lives in many ways, uh, usually for the better. Uh, in this case, I'm not sure that technology could be blamed for your sexual preference. Be very yeah. tough to make a case, but who knows? Uh, yeah. Any, well, anyway, th- you know, I, I saw this and I thought, how in the world can I not talk about this on the radio mm-hmm. when I'm talking about a dog of the week? So there you, go. There you have it, folks. Yeah. I need to be I need to be careful about adding that one to my stable of cryptocurrencies. You're right, <laughs> and uh, when you're talking about cryptocurrencies, it is good to have a stable because many of them have different features. Uh, there is mm-hmm. no clear winner, uh, you know, if if in fact the world does turn away from its printed currency or, or stamped mm-hmm. uh, planchette style uh, currency, you will probably see uh, some or one of these currencies overtake as, you know, the, the currency yeah. of choice. Mm-hmm. But there is no clear leader at the moment. Right. Um, so, you know, I, we, we've gotten that question on the air. It's the only reason I <laughs> want to stop and go ahead and address it. Um, all right. So uh, moving along, we have got a situation we want to talk about today. Uh, market turmoil with uh, impeachment possibility. Obviously, this is something that's uh, all over the news right now. You can't turn on uh, any news station without seeing something about the impeachment mm-hmm. investigation uh, into our our president's actions um, related to a former Russian, uh, I guess, entity, if you want to call them that. Uh, right. <clears throat> but you know, the I think it's is it worth us going over the details of the thing? I guess probably, maybe so. So you know, the the allegation is that our president tried to uh, influence a, a foreign nation to take action against one of his political opponents mm-hmm. um and um you know he he is in our president has cooperated by turning over the uh the the transcript of the phone call that was made um to uh to that mm-hmm. same individual mm-hmm. and you know they the the hunt is on now basically uh, I, I think my take on that is it will be a very unlikely scenario, even if they, they do dredge up whatever evidence they can. Uh, it's unlikely that the Senate is going to go along with this uh, by a two-thirds vote. So, right. um, you know, this has been done before. Bill yeah. Clinton was impeached in a similar manner uh, and was not removed from office. I think, you know, the ultimate end of this will be very similar in that. Right. Um, well, these things are not agree. quick occurrences, right? I mean, no. these things drag out. You think uh, think about the things that get drawn out so much in court that are so much of a lesser allegation than what some of this is. Uh, I, I can't help but feel like maybe there's some, like you said, it's it's all political. They're they're playing games because either you know they they don't want there to be much happening between now and the and the new election, or perhaps the, it's just a ploy to try and deter re-election on the part of the Trump administration, regardless Mm -hmm. uh, of what it is, you know, it's something to try to slow things down so that at least there's some headwinds going into next year with it being an election year. It is so Mm -hmm. important. So, yeah. And, uh, and you're absolutely right. I I would not expect a whole lot of traction 
mm-hmm. for anything outside of this, um, you know, this impeachment effort. Yeah. Um, well, because by the time it Congress, actually took place, he he might not even be in office anymore, right? Correct. I mean, if he didn't get correct. reelected. Well, and and to your point, right. then, if it if it is a political ploy, which I don't think it started that way, but you right. know, it could be that uh, they're trying to make sure that everybody knows. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because it's going to be all over the news. Um, but there yeah. is there is some other political potential for a backfire and mm-hmm. having uh, folks believe that he's being unfairly treated by Congress. Right. So, yeah. um, well, you're right. I don't think it started out that way, but it is, certainly seems there may be some benefit on on either side, depending on how it all plays out. But right, yeah, it's crazy how much it's affecting the markets, which I think is more or less what this case is about. Because yeah. <laughs> those things, while they would certainly have an impact on the market if they happened, and and what that would be, who knows? I mean, I think that's really the point here: is can you really make investment decisions based on headlines or just the talk of something potentially happening when even if that were a likelihood, you still don't know what the other side of that would really look like, uh, or, or at least not enough so that you could base an investment decision on it. So the fact that we're seeing prices move in the markets to the extent that we are when there's not really been much underlying change to the fundamentals that you know you yeah. probably mm-hmm. use to make your investment decision. Right. Why change course just because of of some headlines that you know are going to be kind of fear oriented for for journalistic reasons, anyways? Yeah, and yeah. you have to think about you know what would any of this mean if it did gain enough traction to have a president removed? I mean, then you have a you still have a vice president who's who's uh, very conservative, maybe even more so than. Mm-hmm. than uh, Donald Trump. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, are are you going to see significant changes? You're not going to see uh, Senate change. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so you're still going to wind up with a, with a similar situation behind the scenes politically uh, mm-hmm. with a conservative president, conservative Senate, and, uh, and then you have the, the Democratic Congress. Um, who is basically driving this action to begin with? So, sure. um, and, and that was the case with uh, with Clinton as well. And I don't know if you guys remember the Clinton years, and there were a lot of things going on mm-hmm. outside of that. But uh, uh, in the middle of all this, there was a lot of regulation pulled off the table, and guess what? Markets flew. Mm-hmm. Markets were up huge. So yeah, uh, yeah. it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that uh, you have one party or the other, and yeah. and uh, markets are going to be easy to judge. Uh, in this case, uh, the, the folks that we were going to highlight, Roman and Michelle, had been uh, watching the impeachment talks and the U.S.-China trade talks. Um, you know, as they weigh on the market considerably, they're they're wondering uh, kind of what should they do? Is their portfolio strategy should it change? What should you know? What should they be selling out of? Uh, should they be accelerating their dollar cost averaging? What about their spending needs? Uh, you know, honestly. You guys would know better than me. How much of an impact does that have, really? And I'm going to ask you that, and then I'm going to take a real quick break. And when we come back, you guys can answer and uh, and let me know. But uh, you know, it is it is somewhat a pivotal time, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's something that um, that we all might be impacted oh, yeah. by. So <laughs> stick around when we come back. We will have the answer to that question. Do I need to change my portfolio for politics?
This is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Peter Lynch and Jarrett McKenzie. Uh, we uh, generally like to answer lots of financial questions on the air. And uh, if you have your financial questions, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can call our question hotline and uh, get your question to us in that manner, one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. 429 You'll hear our voicemail. Um, wherein we ask you to basically give us a recording of your question. We play that on the air and answer right behind it. Again, that number is one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. Or you can call and talk to a human seven seven zero four two nine nine one six six. Ask for Kelly Lynn or the radio show, and uh, you will be patched through to her. Uh, and you can talk to her about what you would like to have answered, or you can email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Uh, you can also go to our website, hensler.com, spelled in the same manner, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. And um, we have lots of information you can read and uh, and answer your questions for yourself if they're somewhat broad if you have very specific questions you're probably going to need to contact us but uh again we'd love to hear from you and uh we when we left off in our last segment we were talking about a situation um you proposed a question a i did question. yeah impeachment <laughs> possibilities do they change anything with your financial plan now we've already talked a little bit about uh, whether or not it's going to drive the market up or down, and, and we believe that uh, you know it's going to likely come to very little or nothing mm -hmm. um, as far as change goes with the president. We don't believe that he would be removed uh, by the Senate, but um, you know, in the meantime, does does this make somebody uh, need to change the way they dollar cost average? Um, is there is there anything outside of that they need to just totally sell out of the market? Is that ever a wise thing? Nope. No. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. One <laughs> word answer. No. That's a pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It, I mean that's probably one of the more common reactions though. We hear but folks we say, yeah, that do question. I do I do I need to sell my stocks and just go to cash? <laughs> uh, number one, cash is seldom a, a good spot to put your money in. Uh, even nowadays, you know, it's still difficult to get much yield. Um, the one thing you want to make sure of is if you ever decided for whatever reason that you needed uh, to hold cash in your portfolio is that it is at least marking time with inflation. Mm -hmm. um, know, know the rates and know what you're getting. Um, otherwise, you need to invest in some fixed income. And, you know, generally we're going to tell you, uh, our 10-year rule would hold that uh, you hold equities um, because they have a long-term track record of not only beating inflation but also beating it by a substantial margin so that your wealth can can grow in real terms, um, meaning after inflation. So you should be, uh, you should be achieving that. Um, and then any money that you might need within the next 10 years, yeah, we tell you to take it out of a volatile... Uh, equities market, put it on the sidelines, but still make sure that it's beating time with inflation. So um, beyond that, guys, uh, planning issues that uh, that you might have been asked about uh, related to uh, the impeachment process. Sure. 
Yeah, well, you know, I think to to start, I wouldn't I wouldn't go selling anything based on just news that you hear or or reading about because chances are a lot of what you're seeing out there now has not had any effect on the underlying fundamentals or the reason that you bought what you bought in the first place. Now, whether or not you should be adding more, you know, accelerating the dollar cost averaging you might be doing, as you mentioned, Troy, that's something I might consider. You know, that that strategy generally does work better when markets are falling. Uh, it's actually going to probably improve things given that you're lowering your, your average cost mm-hmm. uh, for the investments as and opposed to... And buying more shares at the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, offsetting losses. You know, it has a lot of benefits, but, you know, I think you, you almost have to wait for uh, uh, enough of a, a dip. I, I wouldn't go trade, although with Schwab making the move that they did this week and lowering trade commissions to zero and have, you know, seen some competitors follow since uh, they did that earlier in the week, it's going to make this a less meaningful thing. But, you know, just not trading more than you necessarily need to. But, you know, if you hit a a 10% decline, let's say, then, yeah, I I would certainly think about adding some more uh, into that or accelerating your your dollar cost averaging, as I mentioned. Yeah, I think the big thing, too, is just to not panic. Mm-hmm. You know, if you need to reassess your risk, sit down with your financial planner and maybe make an, uh, an allocation change, but not necessarily based on an impeachment. Right. And, yeah. and you know, that's a long-term strategy. When you talk right. about your right. risk tolerance, mm-hmm. it's not, I mean, you might um, you might question yourself as to whether or not you got it right when you, when you sat down the first time with your mm-hmm. advisor. Uh, when you start seeing markets act in a strange way. But the the point there is to pick a long-term strategy that's going to make it so that you can more or less forget it and go off and do your hobby and still be in good shape uh, and, and not worry about your financial situation. And, and that uh, that truly is where financial planners want to have you mm-hmm. so right. that you can sleep at night holding the securities that you hold. Sure. Um, you know, if you if you know the long term history of the stock market, um, most people that that uh, do have that aggressive mindset are going to understand that you know if I stick in there long enough, mm-hmm. uh, and and my my investment horizon is long enough, then I'm not going to have to worry about the dips along the way. Right. Yep. Um, yep. But you know, your spending in a in a ten year period obviously is something that you might not have time to to recoup, and that's the reason that we use such a strategy as the 10-year rule to to make sure that uh, the money that you need is there when you need it. Right. Mm-hmm. And our job, too, is to try to take that emotion out of the out right. of the picture. Right. Because yeah, if you are trading on this news, that's really what you're trading on is emotion. You know, again, mm-hmm. if, the, if there's no real underlying change to the fundamentals that you, you probably based your investment decision on in the first place, don't go messing up your investment strategy just because there's been some volatility or fluctuation in market prices. I mean, it, it, again, if it dips down low enough, sure, take advantage of the dip because essentially I, I've been likening, likening this t- to clients uh, much like uh, or, or been using this analogy, I guess I should say, with real estate. You, it's funny how you think differently about that if this were your home, that you you found a home you really liked, you bought it at a price that you thought was reasonable, and then you saw some headlines that you know have no effect on your home price, and your home price drops 15 20%. Are you not going to be more willing, assuming you could go back and redo it, to buy it at that price? 
Sure you would, because you liked the home at the price you bought it at, and it just got cheaper for no good reason. So, But are you mm-hmm. going to want to sell? Exactly. You wouldn't no. go sell your home. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's yeah. just funny how you think about securities differently than you might think about real estate or your home in particular. Yeah. yeah. We don't watch the value of our home every day. Exactly. So right. don't do that with stocks also, right. long term. Right. Uh, the the difference is we get an assessment of the market's uh, yeah. perceived value on our stocks on a minute-by-minute minute basis, right. mm-hmm. uh, whereas your home would have to be assessed. Uh, you know, you'd have to go and get an appraisal to determine exactly what it would be worth because then they... You know, they measure that relative to everything else in the neighborhood, right? Yeah. And recent yeah. sales and all those things. Well, but uh, as we know, though, so anything is only worth what somebody's willing to pay for, it, right? So, mm-hmm. it, as a buyer, if you were willing to pay a price for that security or that piece of property, and it, it dropped in value for no good reason, and you still felt like, hey, I, I was happy with the price that I paid for that in the first place. It shouldn't deter you from wanting to buy more potentially if you could, or especially, like you said, Troy, selling it. You're not going to go selling it when you saw it drop for no good reason. Right. Mm-hmm. So why, why do that with a security? As long as the mm-hmm. fundamentals are sound. That's right. You know, this, right. Shouldn't, this shouldn't impact your decision-making in the least. Um, the, the one thing, you know what, it's, it's human of us to consider those. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, what is this going to do to everything, basically? I would say that uh, when I look at everything as a whole, um, it seems to me that the fundamentals within the economy are probably a little more um, iffy at the moment than than anything that's going to happen on the political scene. Right. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're, if if uh, you were going to react to politics and you might have sold off. You might have seen the market sell off 15 or 20 percent, mm-hmm. but, you know, they've been down a few percent in the last few weeks. Um, it's probably more about the underlying details, the fundamentals of the economy. And, you know, we, we try to keep watch of those. And one thing I will say is if your advisor is uh, managing your money properly, they should actually be the ones left to adjust for market and economic conditions, adjust your portfolio, mm-hmm. and they're never going to tell you to go to cash. Right. right. So, uh, right. you know, let them let them manage it. Uh, if if you are a client of ours, please let mm-hmm. us manage it, and yep. uh, and we'll try to do you the best we can. Absolutely. Um, when we come back, we'll have to take a real quick break here in just a second. When we come back, we're going to uh, answer a question from Nico from Loganville. Uh, I guess we can go ahead and tease it. It's going to be about Altria. I've uh, been in the news a lot lately uh, for the the vaping deaths that we've seen yep. uh, with their, their jewel-branded... Um, yeah, e-cigarettes what and whatnot. Yeah, it's a lot, right. lot going on there for sure. No Definitely. doubt. Stick around. When we come back, we'll be talking about Altria. Okay, okay, okay.
and we're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Peter Lynch and Jarrett McKenzie, and uh, we've been uh, answering, talking about, I guess. No, we haven't really answered any listener questions yet, but we would love to hear from you. We uh, uh, would like to hear your questions and answer them on the air. If you have them, you can call our question hotline at one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. You uh, Listen to the recording. You leave your own recording, including your question. We play the question on the air and answer right behind it. Uh, or you can call and talk to a human being if you want. That's a novel concept these days. 770-429-9166 is the number. Uh, ask for Kelly Lynn or the radio show, and you can uh, you can get uh, your questions to us. Uh, you can also email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. We have a great website with lots of information on it as well. Uh, again, hensler.com, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. So guys, um, I teased this before the break. Uh, we've got a question from Nico from Loganville who says, I own Altria right now, was watching both the potential merger with Philip Morris and their interest in e-cigarette uh, e maker Juul. Uh, now the news is that the merger is off and Juul's CEO is out because of vaping crisis. Uh, should I be dumping Altria because of the issues on the table or buying more because it's undervalued? Well, uh, undervalued is probably a light way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, uh, just a tad. Yeah, the the company is um, is selling at a at a significant discount at the moment uh, you've got a PE ratio around 12 so 12 times earnings uh, when the market overall by the way is uh, around 21 mm -hmm. uh, even the peers um, in this in this segment are are expensive I mean you know they're near uh, market related rates which is uh, uh, a little bit strange you you uh, generally don't see that Uh their earnings have grown at 9.88% over the last five years and expected to grow by 7.1% going forward. Uh, one thing I have seen is uh, there is a slight negative trend in their revenue generation, which with uh, tobacco, and Altria is a tobacco company, uh, with them being so in the crosshairs uh, socially, with uh, everybody putting pressure on folks to quit smoking. And, you know, smoking does uh, have negative health effects. There's no doubting that. Um, but, you know, as far as an investment goes, uh, the company has been a pretty solid investment for a long time. If you uh, enjoy a good dividend-paying stock, 8.3% dividend yield right now on a stock that has 1.3 times coverage, meaning that the earnings from the company are sufficient to cover the dividend 1.3 times over. You know, it's mm -hmm. well-covered dividend. This is Absolutely. what we would call it. Yeah. So uh, just for that dividend alone, I think it's a, a very attractively priced stock. But let's talk a little about the social situation. Uh, as stated by Nico, uh, we see um, we see that uh, their their vaping is, is uh, in the crosshairs. Um, the the Surgeon General has warned that uh, he believes that we should have a ban. There are uh, states who have banned um, the sales of of uh, vaping and and uh, vaping products. 
Um, but all this stems really from uh, the the smoking of THC mm-hmm. uh, in illegal form. From uh, it's been said that China was at the at the I guess the the products that folks are getting a hold of is is uh, manufactured in China. So hmm. uh, there have been some deaths. Uh, I'm not sure how many at this point. Was it like seven or nine? Yeah, uh, which is, that's nationwide. what's so crazy is why is that not even? There's been no comparison I've seen to you know actual smoking traditional no. smoking cigarettes. Right. Well, it's good so. you brought that up, Jared. The, the very fact that we have vaping it it was uh, originally thought uh, to be a good product to kind of bridge the gap between cigarette smokers and not smoking at all Mm -hmm. Uh, so it was it was designed with that in mind but what's gotten fuzzy is the fact that uh, Altria has um, the the folks that have picked it up most have been teenagers Uh, however Mm -hmm. Altria as a company uh, is is in huge support of the the uh, not smoking under 21, but uh, there are some that would say that uh, they have actually marketed their products, especially the the vape products, uh, to minors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where a lot of this trouble is coming from. It's not it's not so much that I mean, there's clearly health problems with vaping, right? But it's it's the advertising and the the misleading. Even uh, some of these allegations uh, would have you believe, and, and maybe they are. I mean, it does seem like some of of what's been put out there in the past has actually maybe led people to believe that it's safer than smoking, and, and perhaps it's not. I, I can't say one way or the other mm-hmm. personally, but. I think that that's that's just a totally different issue than, you know, the company being in trouble and whether or not this is going to be meaningful enough to actually deter them from this path that they're on. Because they had about a, I think it was a $12.5 billion investment thereabout in Juul. Right. Altria has got a $75 billion market cap. And so, you know, they are much, much larger than just this Juul exposure. But I can tell you something. Jewel is not going to be going anywhere anytime soon. If you look at that company, you look at what they're they're all involved in, the the lobbyists in D.C. that are behind them, all these things that they're doing and the people leading that company, if they go away, I think vaping would go away almost. And and I certainly don't see that happening. But these executives at Altria, you don't think they've been around this block before? Uh, they didn't throw right. twelve billion at something that they didn't think had potential. Yeah, but think yeah. about what they did last time and how how artful they were. Remember, they needed cash flow to to uh, fight the the uh, the tobacco mm-hmm. lawsuits that that uh, fell on them. Um, and what did they do? They went out and bought Heinz, which <laughs> is now multiple companies. It's been split, mm-hmm. but they needed the cash flow from a company like that. They. Yeah. Definitely have been around this block before, mm-hmm. and uh, you know while while I agree with you, Jared, I I would be amazed if you saw vaping go away. Uh, I would also be amazed if you saw Altria suffer significantly from this. But one thing that you have to think about, uh, as I said, revenue growth is slightly negative, and I, when I say slightly, it's like 075 percent, so less than one percent negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, revenue has been has been trickling. Uh, a little lower, you know, year over year for at least the last three years, um, and and there might be some folks that applaud that, and you know, I'm I'm surely don't want my loved ones to be in the path of a slow moving train, uh, which you know we we have health concerns about the products mm-hmm. that they create. So sure. um, you know the the 
Uh, thing that you have to think about, though, is um, when it when it does come to vaping, if uh, if they would have stayed somewhat on the straight and narrow path where they were trying to help those that uh, do smoke get off of mm-hmm. uh, the the cigarettes, mm-hmm. it probably would have been fine. But the thing is, vaping has been one of the drivers of their revenue and earnings growth over the last five years at least. So you have to wonder about, you know, uh, whether or not the gro- the company is going to continue to grow like that. So uh, it does become somewhat of a of a concern for investors. Um, you know, even if you bought it for that uh, very attractive eight plus percent dividend, uh, it, are they going to continue to be able to pay out that dividend? Will be the the next question, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so. You know, it's uh, when you when you look at it, it almost looks like uh, one of those uh, opportunistic things where you know the news was really negative, and a lot of folks jumped on the wagon and decided that uh, while they're struggling, let's go ahead and kick them down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, how do you? Well, you know, you think too. They've probably taken a lot of the pullback in the stocks price that they would have otherwise taken if we were to enter a recession. And this is a very defensive company, given their business anyways. So, True. not only do you stand to get in at a very good price now if you were to buy it in hopes of actually seeing some growth potential, but I would wonder, especially with a beta of point four one, how much further down would you really expect this thing to go in the event we were to go into a an extended downturn? I don't think there'd be a whole lot of room at all. And, and so there's a lot more upside to me with Altria than there is downside at this point. And, and given that it meets our criteria for investment. Right. Yeah. Attractive. There is a, there is a common theme there, Jared. When you, uh, when you talk about a company that uh, is embattled and there's no doubt that Altria right now is an embattled company. Uh, they usually do well if uh, the overall market does mm-hmm. decline behind them. Now, if they were the lone one, uh, obviously, and who's going to get out <laughs> right. there and pound the table to to own that? But uh, again, you know, this is uh, this is Altria. It's uh, rough. We still recommend it. Eight percent is an awesome dividend. I'm <laughs> saying the market might catch a breather this week and be up. I hope so. I'll go that way too. I All think right. so too. All right, there you have it. Thanks for listening to Money Talks. We'll be back next week. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.